What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 153. You heard it right, man. Episode 153 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Let me know how you feel about the show by dropping a comment right on your Apple Podcast app and share this episode with a friend. Hope everyone's staying safe out there, continuing to wash their hands and practicing social distance. Today's show, Max Van Auken of the MVP Podcast joins in. We discuss Conor McGregor's all-time ranking despite his antics, the NBA's greatest dynamic duos and teams of the future, plus so much more. A great conversation with Max. Go subscribe to the MVP Podcast on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a podcast I listen to. I highly recommend it. Intro music by Luca Beats. Oh yeah, you know you can find me on Instagram at one two combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Let's get into it. I know these are like really crazy times, but it's given me an opportunity to do more actually. So I'm not, I'm not by any means trying to downplay the situation, but I've been able to record more. Um, so no, no weight room is bothering me, but uh, as far as just fitness, using the floor, doing pull-ups, I'm loving it. So things are good. Yeah, I think I think you learn new ways to work out when you don't have access to the gym, and you realize you might have been missing out on a lot of stuff. You know, yeah, a lot of body weight exercise. I got a kettlebell. I did a workout today with that. Um, that's been really fun. So just working on some new things, you know. Oh, for sure. I um, uh, did this card thing where you have a deck of cards and you have to do push-ups no matter what the card says. And if it's like an ace, you do 15. If it's a face card, you do 10. And I got through the whole deck. And I'm like, man, I don't know why I haven't been doing this before. Right, right. Stuff like that is dope because a lot of people, people used to do that like many years ago and it's kind of been forgotten, you know? Yeah. It's like the Rocky days. It's like when I, the Rocky series are my favorite series. And uh, when you got um, Drago, who's with all the fancy equipment, and then you have Rocky, who's just like moving boulders and wood. That's what it feels like. Well, Rocky was a boxer, but I know you're heavily into MMA. Oh, yeah, man. I um, I used to do MMA I'm back when I was young. I mean, I'm a young adult now, but when, ever since I was four years old, I used to do it. And I used to compete in jiu-jitsu, wrestling, uh, Muay Thai, boxing. I used to do it all, and uh, I loved it. I wanted to be in the UFC when I was young, and then I just fell in love with uh, basketball. I'm like, dang, I'm not getting punched anymore. So then I um, – <laughs> yeah, I used to com- – I commentate for some of the boxing and uh, – um mma events in orlando and around that area so yeah i'm absolutely in love with it speaking of mma um i actually watched blood sport today on youtube yeah yeah you, you ever seen that movie i've never John seen it. i've yeah. always heard i've always heard about it i've never saw that oh you gotta watch that max it's it's on youtube right now it's free you'll have to deal with some advertisements but yeah it's a great movie it's a great movie but let's start with mma um antics aside where would you place mcgregor all time oh man you i love this you're going mma on me um, yeah. we got to mix it up. We got to get yeah. better. We got to try new things. You know, <laughs> I love it. Um, here's the thing about Connor. So a lot of people, yeah, like you said, know him for his trash talk. His impact on MMA is second to none. It's like him and Hoist Gracie because Hoist Gracie is really what put jujitsu and MMA on the map. But Connor McGregor is the one who made it global and made it a household name. But as far as just skill set, he's 
you could argue he's top 10 just because he's the first ever to win two belts simultaneously. He's the first fighter in UFC history that has finishes in three different weight classes. Um, knocked out Jose Aldo, who's undefeated for 10 years. He goes out there and says, I'm going to beat him first couple combinations and does it in 13 seconds. I think that's like the fastest KO in a UFC title fight history. McGregor, so has, done, McGregor has done all this. Yeah, all of it. So okay. he's incredible. But people see him and he lost to Mayweather, which is boxing. His first ever boxing fight. He's fighting arguably, in my opinion, the most technically sound boxer of all time. And then he goes and he fights Habib on his first fight back. And this is what I try telling people is Connor, when he fought Habib, even Connor in his prime for people that say he was out of his prime. I don't think he could beat Habib. I really don't. Just stylistically, it's a terrible matchup. I think he has the best possibility of beating him because he can crack him. But it's just he fights the hardest fights. And that's one thing I love about him is he doesn't shy away from a tough fight. Can we put him ahead of John Jones, though, at this point? No, no. Jones is the greatest person to ever put on UFC gloves. He's uh, he, he, You could question him as an individual for all the trouble that he's had outside of the octagon, but inside the octagon, he's never lost. He has that one loss, which is a disqualification against Matt Hamill. He was destroying him. Uh, and then from then on, his resume of who he's fought, straight Hall of Famers, and he beats them. And he beats them easily in, like, spectacular fashion. He's like, if you're a wrestler, I'm going to out-wrestle you. If you're a striker, I'm going to outstrike you. Like, he's just – he's the greatest fighter UFC's ever seen. For sure. I mean, I agree with you. And with all his troubles, you're out of the octagon. It's crazy because we still think of him as the best ever. Imagine he wasn't involved with all that, you know? I know. I know. That's the one – that's what everyone says. It's like, John, if you – like, you literally could go down and – well, he is going to go down in the history books regardless. But like you said, it's just who knows what he can be or what he, will, what he would have done for all those years he wasn't in the octagon. And now he just got caught with another – think DUI or it's like man just stop driving you're rich enough you're you're famous enough have someone drive for you like just stay out of trouble and I just like there's so many different possibilities for him to fight I just I really hope we get to see that because I think I predicted this I think he's going to move up to heavyweight John Jones he's he's the greatest to me uh, I want to shift to basketball yeah. I want to shift to basketball Max let's Even do it no there's not a lot of basketball going on right now but there is video games right. uh saw Kevin Durant playing the other day now we might have horse. <laughs> um, I don't think I would watch horse in, in its entirety on TV. But where it does make sense, it does create content for platforms like TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. Now, now Andrew, I think you'd watch it. You think so? I think you would. You're a hooper. Yeah, you would. You would. I think uh, I you know, may be Max. saying that now. I but don't you know, would. Max. You, because right now, listen, listen, because right now there's nothing going on. So any type of energy, I mean, Andrew, we're watching Hashan Whiteside play uh, 2K right now. Like, that's honestly like a form of entertainment. So you're telling me if you didn't see Steph Curry play Kevin Durant and Horse, or if you didn't see Kyrie Irving, I'm picking all the injured guys, what a coincidence. Uh, just any of these healthy guys play Horse, you would definitely tune in because it's the only sports on. But this is where I, like, I'm really, really impressed with Adam Silver because he's a very progressive and aggressive uh, commissioner. But it's, it's not even just the fact of basketball. I think it's, a, it's symbolism. It's to show that, like, there's still hope. Let's all come together. Let's strive towards one thing. Let's all tune in. And I think it's more symbolism than it is the actual game of horse. I agree with you. I think it's a good thing. And if it yeah. came across my Instagram feed or on TikTok, I would watch <laughs> it, even if it led you to that longer form content that you could get on IGTV. You know? Right. I don't know if I will go out my way to go watch that not saying it's a bad thing because it keeps interest in the sport i think it's a good thing right i'm not necessarily sure it's for me 
Like if I had a podcast, Fair enough. if I if I scheduled a podcast for the MVP podcast, I think I would go ahead and do the podcast. That's a lot more important to me, man. You know what I mean? I'm I appreciate that. I really do that. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. And, and you know what? It's so funny you say this because I saw Skip Bayless and this. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I'm, I always watch Fox Sports. I love Fox Sports. Um, I was watching um, Skip Bayless and his Twitter just cracks me up. I don't even think he's following anybody. And he um, he tweeted MJ would school LeBron and Horace. And I was like, man, like, is this what it's gotten down to? But he's gotten he's he has the the leeway of there's no sports going on. So he gets a pass there. But I'm like, come on, Skip. Really? Now we're just saying Michael Jordan would beat. It's skunk him and Horace. Like, I, that's where I feel you on that. Yeah, I never thought Skip was all the way serious. I thought it was, uh, <laughs> you know, his his take. Some of his takes were exaggerated to make good TV. But Shannon on, you know, on all the smoke podcast. I mean, I take Shannon as an honest guy. He said that like yeah. Skip is like serious, like with all his takes. Like, yeah, he's a hundred percent serious. And the only thing that I kind of discredit Skip on doing because it's. Sports is all about opinions and what you prefer and what you like. So it's all cool if you say Jordan. He's worn Team Jordans a couple times. And now, like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with wearing Team Jordans. But with Skip, he has all those retros in his closet. So I'm like, stick to the retros. But other than that, yeah, I think he's 100% serious. <laughs> he's rocking the Team Jordans? Yeah, I saw, I think he posted one of the pictures on there and he's like, MJ forever can't lose. I'm like, see, now I'm fine with that. But I know you have retros in your closet. Like, if you didn't have retros, it's all good. No problem. But since you have the retros in your closet, you have to throw on the retros, especially if you're going to post it on IG. Let me ask you this, Max. What if Jordan sent you a few Team, team Jordans and said, you know what? We just like you to post it. What would you do, Max? Just not post it? I'm wearing them everywhere. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm saying. wearing them everywhere. Yeah, if, if, Jordan personally, if Jordan personally sent me some teams, man, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm going to bed in them. I'm waking up in them, everything. So, And I would, I would, what I would first would do, is I would take a video of me getting the letter and the box from Jordan so people know that he sent it to me. Right. You know, were the Eddie Jones back in the day considered <laughs> Team Jordans? Because those were pretty fire to me. They are fire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they'd be considered, but they're fire. Yeah, yeah. Jordan. I, now, now I don't. Now they start doing like, and some of the Team Jordans, they're doing like some kind of combination of retros. And I know. Like, I know. It's like, it's trying to be a retro. If you're going to do a Team Jordan, I think you should just do something totally opposite. Don't like make it close to a Jordan or something, you know? Yeah, it's like it's almost like they're trying to fool you. It's like, oh, we got you. You, you thought it was a retro, but you got the team. It's like because there's like there's some Elevens that I'm like I'm seeing their teams. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, that's not that's not the Elevens. That's not the Breads. And then I looked at my friend. I'm like, these aren't the Breads, right? And he's like, oh, absolutely not. And I'm like, it almost got me. It almost got me. For sure, for sure. Our guy Zach has uh, Carl Malone. And John Ooh. Stockton as the greatest duo of all time. I, I, uh, first of all, everybody go subscribe to the Off the Glass podcast with Zach. But man, I can't agree with that, man. I just can't agree with that because Jordan and Pippen got him out of there, man. And they're just like, if you look at them on the offense side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, they're just like such a dynamic duo. And I don't think anybody really ever compares to them two. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love Zach. Shout out to Zach. He's a real OG. He's a true basketball mind. But I strongly disagree as well. I um, you could go. I would go Jordan Pippen over them. But really, I think the greatest, the greatest duo to ever do. I know it what you're is, gonna uh, say. I know what you're gonna say, Max. What am I gonna say? Magic Kareem. No, I'm going Kobe Shaq. I'm going okay. Kobe Shaq. Well, they were they I, were closer to their prime than Magic Kareem. Yeah, they're yeah. not. And I just think they complement each other so well. I mean, that's what Stockton and Malone did. They complemented each other so well with the pick and roll ones. 
obviously the ball handler. One is the pick and pop, the post guy. Shaq's the most dominant big we've ever seen. And Kobe in his prime is an elite two-way and just an artist on the offensive end and with the Mamba mentality. So you take those two. I can't name two people on this planet that beat them in their prime. Um... Because – if you're gonna like, if you're going like the blacktop, if you went out and you were hooping outside and you saw those two, there's no one beating them two on two there. And then because oh, you're gonna go small ball, you're never gonna stop Shaq. Yeah. If you go big, you're still. But then if you want to go legacy wise, I mean, those guys obviously have the legacy and the hardware to prove it. So Shaq and Kobe are mine. Yeah, I think he put a lot of stock into longevity when he was going with Stockton and Malone. That's true. That is, but they also never won a championship. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That's tough. That's tough to overcome. I mean, longevity, don't get me wrong, it's incredible. I mean, look at Chris Paul. You look at Charlie, like you look at these guys who've never won a ring, but their longevity is incredible. That definitely has plays a part. But if you have a championship or championships, I'm probably going to lean towards who won the rings. Max, who do you look at when you're thinking of teams of the future? Not right now, but they'll be next yeah. up. Um I speak with Rashad about this all the time. And Shouts to I don't Rashad. Think it's a secret. Episode one. Yeah, Rashad Phillips. Out right now with Rashad Phillips. Go check that out. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. He, um, yeah, you're you're killing it, man. I just want to, before I answer that question, I just want to shout you out. You've been uh, so kind to me and so such a big supporter of myself, and you have such an amazing podcast. You're just stacking up great guests, great content. So thank you for having me on. Oh, and, anytime, uh, and I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that, Max. Yeah, a lot. seriously, you're one of you're one of like. One thing I've noticed, I promise I'm going to answer your question. Um, one thing I've noticed, like covering the magic, and, and this is no disrespect towards any, I feel like I'm taking shots at people, but I've noticed not everybody is in it for the love of the game or really to help each other. I, I, I've noticed that. And I guess that's life in general. You just learn that. But I could tell you're just really one of those good guys, truly loves the game, a hoopie yourself. And uh, I, it's one of the, you're a real one. So I appreciate you. Appreciate you too, Max. That means a lot. And I listen to your podcast often, and I'm a, I'm a big supporter, and I, and man, I'm just gonna keep waiting for these episodes to come in because I really do enjoy it. I could talk about. I appreciate. Yeah, it. I could, I could, I could tell people about your Marvel uh, comparisons. I've, <laughs> I've heard Rashad on your show. I've heard Rob Parker yes, on sir. your show. I've, I've definitely listened in. And your MMA takes have been correct. I appreciate it. Yeah, and that's one thing I tell people. My, I know MMA, but to answer your question, all in all, it would, it would be. I really like the Atlanta Hawks. I think you have to look at the Pelicans, and I think you have to look at the Mavericks, right? Because. Those three to me, of course, they have the young faces, right? So you have Trey, Luca, and Zion. So you have three superstars in the making or already superstars. But then you have to look at the front office and you have to look at the supporting cast around them. I love the Pelicans because I'm a huge fan of Lonzo. I like Brandon Ingram as the most improved player this year. And I think he is in a situation where he's going to continue to thrive. Like, I don't think it's a fluke type season. And I like Drew Holiday and I like David Griffin as a GM. So I trust the front office now. And then I also like Atlanta because you have Collins. I thought Cam Reddish was the steal of the draft. And then you just, they're building a young nucleus there. And then you look at Dallas. Luca, I mean, I know how big of a fan, uh, fan of his game you are, and I am too. Luca's a stud. Yes. And then you have Porzingis. I love Mark Cuban. Um, you have a good owner, good front office. I love your coaching staff. So as long as they continue to uh, compliment him the way like people compliment Giannis, the way that people compliment LeBron and add pieces that fit around him. I think those are the three teams of the future. Right. Cam Reddish, man. I mean, there's so many reasons why the abrupt stoppage to this NBA season is like annoying, but he was just coming on, you know, late and he yep. was starting to play well. He was starting to play like himself. He was coming off an injury in the beginning. So it was tough, but his game translates so well to the NBA. It did. And 
I said, I'm like, he's going to be the steal of the draft. I know uh, Rashad was high on him. There's a couple people that were high on him, but for the most part, a lot of the shine was RJ Barrett, Zion, and Jaw. And I'm like, Zion's going to be a superstar. I think Jaw's an all-star. And I said, I hate using the word bust um, because it's just, I don't like doing that. I'm not trying to seem like I'm wishing bad upon anybody, but I said, RJ Barrett's going to underachieve. And then I said, Cam's going to be the steal. And Cam was just starting to pop. I got to actually interview him and talk to him. Like, he's a get-it guy. Like, he really is. And he's got the NBA body, the shot, the mentality, the def- his defense is underrated. I'm a huge, huge Cam guy. So why do you feel that about RJ? Because I could see why you might think that because his skill level isn't super high. And this is a skill sport now in the NBA. But I think he does have a dog in him. And he really wants to be great. And he plays really hard. And I think there is value in that. Oh, 100 percent. I'm huge on the dog mentality thing. So that's why I said I hate using the word bust. But I just watched him at Duke and I'm like, I just feel like this is one of those guys where he's going to put up some really good numbers. Um, But I think his you have to look at his transferable skills to the NBA. Like, how is he dominating college? Will he be able to dominate college when he plays against guys that are just as quick, just as fast, just as strong? And I think he loves the game. I'm not questioning that. I'm not questioning his dog because he wasn't scared to take those last shots. Uh, a lot of pressure. I just, I just didn't think it's go- I didn't think it was going to transfer to the NBA. And I just don't think, I don't think he's going to hit that next gear like other people will. I don't think he has that next gear. Um, he wasn't having a terrible rookie season, but I would, I don't think it was really like surprisingly good either, though. Yeah, it's tough with that team. You know, it's it's not it it's not easy when you don't have proper spacing and you don't have proper energy in the building, the in the locker room, in the front office, coaching changes. And it's your first year, yeah. you know. There's a lot of great players. That's true. There's a lot of great players that weren't great until year four. No, that's very true. We have to be more patient with these young guys. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Social media era, we want everything right away. And I think we're, we all fall victim to that. No, yeah, it's a microwave society. It's like we all want answers right now. And sometimes, like you said, it's year three, year four. You're five. These guys pop. So it's it's too early to really say Zion and I don't wish this upon him may get injured next year or Zion never gets injured again. Like you just it's way too early to judge how these guys are going to end up turning out. So I think we all in all, we still have to give it give it time to judge how that draft class went. I mean, I hope Zion doesn't get injured. His stride is really concerning yeah. me. And then when I mention the stride to anybody, they always mention the weight. But it feels like that. Yeah that Olympi has is more pronounced than it was in college. I might be wrong because most everybody always comes back at me with that. I talk to that. It's really just weight. Obviously weight's part of it too, but I see something weird going on with his gait. Yeah. It's form is everything. Form is everything. And yeah, yeah he has a weird stride. He has a really weird stride. Did it get like, more pronounced though in the NBA? Do you think it got more pronounced yes. after his injury? Yeah. And I like Charles Barkley actually was making fun of it and people thought it was funny. But I think Charles actually hit it on the head. Like, he does run differently than most people. And obviously, he is different than most people. But it's just, yeah, there's something there. Like, he – it's like a side-to-side. Side. It doesn't seem like it's – and it's more pronounced, like you said. I, I don't know. I think – we no one's questioning his ability, his athleticism, his talent. That is concerning for me. Because it's like – I'm going to make an analogy to MMA. You can hit a heavy bag super, super hard. But you can hurt, you can break your wrist. It's not about how hard you hit that breaks your wrist. It's your form. Right. So Zion can weigh a lot, but if he doesn't have the right form, it can end up hurting him. Right. Well, hopefully he doesn't get injured because he he has he has MVP potential. I don't know if it's as much as some of the other young stars, 
But, man, he could be a really great player in this league. And he'll definitely be an all-star if he stays healthy at the least. Like, if he just kept up what he's doing now, he's an all-star, you know? So Yeah, he's a, he's a needle mover. Like, he moves the needle more than anybody. And one thing I noticed, too, Andrew, one thing I really noticed, this draft, so Zion and Ja, right, one and two pick. Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram, one and two pick. Those are like the last two drafts that I could remember that they're, one of them didn't underachieve or labeled as a bust. Again, still early, but if you look back at the drafts, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's kind of like either the first or the second pick will be labeled as a bust, one or the other. Like you look – like how you said Lonzo's been labeled as a bust. But I don't, believe, I don't believe he's a bust. I don't believe Lonzo's a bust at all. Neither do I. Yeah. Neither do I, but people thought Fultz was, and that's why I was high on Fultz right now when he went to Orlando. But uh, those two drafts stand out to me because I think Ja and Zion are going to be successful for a while. Yeah, where do you see Markel's potential as of now? Because I know you cover the Magic. Yeah, and I was really high on Markel Fultz when he went there. I was like, this is genius because it's a low-risk, high-reward situation. Everyone's written extra, him off. And they, the bus. and they gave him an extra year, which gave him security. Yeah, yeah. and he, it's like a, just nothing but opportunity to gain. And Markel Fultz surprised people. It's exactly that. So I don't think he's going to be like a Damian Lillard, how people thought he was going to be out of college or some of those real high-scoring type of guys. But I think he's going to be a solid player in this league for a while. Maybe I'm trying to think of analogy. I'm blanking as far as who I can compare his game to because his shot obviously isn't developed yet. But I don't think he's a bust whatsoever. Maybe for a number one overall pick, you may say, yeah, he's underachieving, but I definitely think he's going to have a spot in this league for a while. And he's a good addition for the Orlando Magic. Good slasher, too. Gets to the rim. Yeah, he does. And he has good vision. Yeah. Yeah. He plays with a lot of patience. He plays, like, with his own type of – uh, pace and I love that that's actually what I talked to him about is I'm like you just seem to slow things down and just just go at your own pace and your own timing he's like yeah he said he was kind of goofy growing up so he had to <laughs> Max uh, I didn't know if you knew this but I actually had the collection for um, the Marvel cards first edition I have the whole I have the whole collection somewhere sitting around I know you uh, made comparisons from Marvel characters to NBA players so I'd like to hear it before we head on out of here so I know I've always known comics growing up. My dad used to have a comic book store. So so I already had a background, and then these movies came out. So I'm like, okay, that's perfect. Um, let me go back in time here. I have it. I have all these explanations here. I think I said uh, Giannis was Hulk, where he has the potential to be the most powerful, but you can control him. If you don't make him angry, there's no issue whatsoever. If you clog the paint, you change Giannis's game. I said Thanos is LeBron, where – Obviously, he's trying to gather all the stones, how people say that he forms teams and he's trying to take over the universe. He's obviously the smartest player and he's arguably the toughest player. But uh, obviously, everyone has to come up and team up to beat him, as we've seen the Golden State Warriors do, hence the Avengers. Um, I also said Thor was Kawhi Leonard, who arguably is the most powerful character in the whole movie, who people say Kawhi could be the best player in the league. But he's just different. He's just kind of in his own world does his own thing at the end of the Avengers Endgame. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Don't know what you're doing at this point. Uh, Thor went to Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't see that coming. Well, they kind of hinted at it, but I didn't see that coming. And no one saw Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers. Everyone was like, it's Lakers or Toronto, except like the handful of geniuses out there that said uh, the Clippers. I, uh, so I have Steph Curry as Iron Man. So he's the most flashy and flamboyant, putting up insane numbers and records, uh, and he always seem, we always seem to compare him to the past news. He changed the world, but he kind of rubs people off the, uh, the wrong way. I know a lot of people really don't like Steph. They question his defense. 
Some people said he like he was a little too cocky when he does all the flashy and the when he's shaking his shoulders and doing the shimmy. And then I did lastly James Harden as Spider Man. He's one of the most fun heroes who always puts on a flashy spin to things, but we don't know if he's really ready to take his friendly neighborhood talents, which is the regular season, and translate that to the biggest stage when it matters most. Like when you watch the Avengers, we never thought Spider Man was going to save the day. Right. And that's kind of what happens to James Harden. It's like every season we see him put up these insane numbers. It's just a lot. I mean, I find it fun to watch because his handles are ridiculous. I know a lot of people may not find it fun to watch, um, but it just never takes that next step. It's just always the same, the same thing. He's just he never takes Houston. We're never. I don't think he's going to win a championship. I really don't. Yeah, I think people don't like Steph, and I like. I mean, I like his game, but people. I think they feel like he's like. Sh- protected on defense and he's always had a great team and clay never gets enough credit and draymond was always there to back him up and then kd was there for a little bit you know so they feel like he had a lot with him uh yeah and so and giannis to your you're absolutely right uh you know he could get shut down in the playoffs when that when they wall up the walk is doing a great job their coaching staff has done some stuff with their offense to alleviate that. So when Giannis has the ball, he'll he'll kick it to the wing. Yeah, didn't mean to cut you off, but I was going to say Giannis, if he develops a jump shot, he turns into Professor Hulk. He can't turn it off. Yeah, that's well, then you could shoot right over the wall, like how KD would. or even... Yeah, it's over. Yeah, if, if you have Professor Hulk, it's over. He He's smart. He has no weaknesses. He's strong. I don't know why the Avengers did Hulk the way they did. It seemed like he didn't really show up in both those movies, but – Professor Hulk, that could be Giannis if he develops a jump shot. Yeah, for sure. Being able to shoot over the defense is so important. I think that's what separates AD from Giannis. Like he could, he's yeah. not the greatest three-point shooter, but he can make you pay. And when they double, he could shoot right over people. You know, not to the level of KD. Yeah, you have to. Not to the level of KD, but he could definitely do it, and Giannis just can't do that yet. No. And Harden, you're right. The thing is with Harden is that once he gets into his isolation bag, it kind of ruins the rhythm for the rest of his team over the course of a playoff series, and he tires himself out. So it gets tough for him and his team in the playoffs, but hopefully all those guys could figure it out. Uh, Max, anything else before we get out of here? And uh, I also wanted to say my thoughts to everybody who has been affected by coronavirus. It's been tough times, but I hope everybody's getting through and staying safe out there. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate you again for uh, allowing me to come on your platform. I'm a huge fan of this podcast, and uh, you're welcome anytime you want on mine, Instagram Live. You you already know the drill. I uh, like I said, I have family. I know New York's really crazy right now, so thoughts and prayers out to them. Like you said, but uh, hopefully once everything clears up, I'll be coming up to New York to visit soon, and I'll I'll swing by in person. Maybe we could do like a live episode or that something. That would be great. That would be great, Max. Let them know uh, where they could find you. And everybody out there, definitely listen to Max's podcast. I listen to it. It's on the rotation of podcasts I listen to. Make sure you go subscribe, rate, review. But let them know where they can find you on social media and everywhere else. Yeah, so Instagram and Twitter, I'm huge on Max Van Auken. It's just V-A-N space A-U-K-E-N. And then that's just the name of my podcast as well, the Max Van Auken Podcast. And it's just the the abbreviation worked out, so it's MVP. Um but yeah, so I'm on available on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, you name it, and then Instagram and Twitter. I do have a Facebook, but I'm really on there, so Instagram and Twitter is where you can find me. Max, great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon. I appreciate you, man. Talk yes, soon. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court, and big shouts to Max for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, let me know how you feel about this episode right in the comment section of your Apple podcast app stay safe out there and be on the lookout for episode one five 
Four Combo Out.